You are now listening to Discover Your Potential with renowned radio talk show host and certified holistic practitioner, Cindy Gilman. So listen, participate, be inspired. Know that you can discover your potential. Here she is, Cindy Gilman. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You know what today is? Yes, I know it's Sunday. Today's broadcast day. So welcome to Discover Your Potential. Hope everyone had a peaceful holiday. Um, first of all, I just want to thank those of you who are listening. I want to wish everyone who's having a birthday a very happy birthday. I want to thank all of the first responders, and I mean all of them, and a very special thanks to the people who produce this program. They're wonderful. Doug and Don of WBBS HD Radio. Uh, I also want to mention uh, that I hope many of you that are listening or are now listening on your podcast, if you missed any of the program, that uh, I continue to ask you to bring a donation or a food donation to your nearest food bank or food pantry. Lots of people need that food. So please send a donation or bring some food, non-perishable food, to your nearest food bank or food pantry. It's best to give a donation because then they can buy things in bulk. And uh, I want to read something briefly. The past is past, but tomorrow will last forever. Our lives have so many backward glances in them, don't they? Thinking back to how things were and how things might have been, There's nothing wrong with thinking back, but it probably is a mistake to dwell on the past what-ifs. Instead, we should concentrate on today, on tomorrow, and then tomorrow's yet to be. And most of all, have hope. Have hope. That's the word of the day. There are a lot of beautiful days yet to come. The past is past, but tomorrow will last forever. And I'll never stop hoping that each tomorrow will fill your heart with love and laughter. So be hopeful and think positive and know that I'm here for you. I've given you the call-in number a number of times, 
and um, let's see where it is here. You're listening to BBS Radio. I'm Cindy Gilman. And the call-in number is 888-627-6008. So, I've been doing a lot of thinking this week. And... You know, sometimes the holidays, they can be rough. And um, we're thinking about holidays from the past. And perhaps there was an empty chair at your table. Or perhaps you've gone through a passing. So let me ask you something. Do you have a best friend? Do you have a best friend? Maybe someone you grew up with, someone you went to school with, a partner. Someone you met through someone else. Or maybe, just maybe, that best friend is a pet, whether it's a dog, a cat, a hamster, maybe that's your best friend. And best friends will always be there for you. So I was thinking about how do we grieve for a pet that has transitioned or passed over? Are we too embarrassed to cry in front of people? Or if they ask who it was, are you too embarrassed to say it was my best friend, my dog, my cat? Animals have souls. Yes, animals have souls. And perhaps you may have had what some people call an after-death communication or a sign from them in some way. There is a difference between after-death communication and signs. I know you're thinking about it. And I know that during the holidays, when we think about those people that have passed over but are still watching over us, we also think about our pets, the pets who have crossed over. Can they send us after-death communication, or signs. And from experience, I would say, yes. Yes, they can. 
and in so many ways. My guest today is a co-author of the book Hello from Heaven, who he wrote about after-death communication. I consider him a loving friend, a wonderful guest who I've had on before, and I can't believe it's a year since we've been doing this broadcast, but he is a loving friend. And when I got this really beautiful holiday card from him, he sent a newsletter, and he talked about his best friend who passed on last April, Charlie. And now he has a new best friend, and her name is Heidi. And I was so happy to hear that. And I thought, this is the person I want to have on the broadcast today because he knows from personal experience what it's like to have a pet that's passed and also co-wrote a phenomenal book, Hello from Heaven. So welcome, Bill Guggenheim, my friend. A pleasure to be here again. You know, it doesn't seem like a year that we've been doing this broadcast. I think the last time we actually spoke was in the spring. And uh, I'm trying to remember when you were a guest on the program. I know you were one of the first guests. I didn't didn't know that. (laughs) Pardon? I thought you had been on for several years. You were so professional. I was on AM radio for many years, and then when HD radio came on, I did a program. But this is the first year that I've been on with WBBS, who have been absolutely wonderful. Uh, They're a wonderful group to work with. They're right there, keeping me on track. So I want to, uh, I want to read something that I think is very present for what we're going to talk a little bit about today, and that's about those of us who have had to say so long for now to our pets. It's called The Legend of Rainbow Bridge, and it was written by William Britton. Just this side of heaven is a place called Rainbow Bridge. When a pet passes, 
who's been especially close to a person on Earth. That pet goes to Rainbow Bridge. There are beautiful meadows and grassy hills there for all our special friends so they can run and play together. There's always plenty of their food to eat, plenty of fresh water for them to drink. And every day is filled with sunshine so our little friends, and sometimes big ones, are warm and comfortable. All the pets that have been ill or old are now restored to health and youth. Those that had been hurt or maimed or neglected are now whole and strong again. Just as we remember them in our dreams of days gone by, the pets we loved are happy and content, except for one small thing. Each one misses someone very special who was left behind. They all run and play together, but then the day comes when one of them stops and looks off into the distant hills. It is as if he's heard a whistle or was given a signal of some kind. His eyes are bright and intent. His his body begins to quiver. And all at once, he breaks away from the group, flying like a deer over the grass, his little legs carrying him faster and faster. Uh, You've been spotted as you cross over. And when you and your special friend finally meet, you hug and cling to them in joyous reunion, never to be parted again. Happy kisses rain upon your face. Your hands are once again caressing their beloved head. You look once more into the trusting eyes of your pet. So long, gone for life, gone for your from your life, but never gone from your heart. Then, when your beloved pet is by your side, you will cross the rainbow bridge together. For your sacred circle is now complete again. That is the legend of Rainbow Bridge. Bill, don't you love that? Oh, definitely. Very much so. But for the first time I came across it, yes. And you, you yourself, I believe, when we were broadcasting together, had just lost your best friend, Charlie. My my little black dog, yes. And I was so happy when I read your newsletter 
that you are comfortable enough to get another puppy. Well, purposely, I didn't rush out. In other words, I knew it would be too soon to get one in the first, second, or third months. And I wasn't even sure if I wanted another dog or not. Because having right. a pet is a full-time commitment. I That's live right. I'm single. I live alone. And so if I travel, I have to have a dog stay with someone. And that costs money. That costs time. It's hard to find people to do that. And uh, so I was ambiguous for a few months. But the, mm-hmm. the major thing, uh, two things I'd like to say to your uh, audience. First, I, yes. I live in Florida, central Florida, near Orlando. And I looked on there to find a dog to perhaps adopt. And I came across a number of different situations. Okay. And I did put myself on a rescue list for schnauzers, miniature German schnauzers. Because mm-hmm. uh, Charlie was part schnauzer. And I figured I had one many years ago as well. But I want to warn people, especially people who have been lonely, being closed up in their own home was because of the virus and things like that. Right. And, uh, here in Florida, many people have adopted, so many people have adopted pets that there aren't any at the uh, pet shelters. They've all, all found homes. It's amazing. But uh, anyway, I looked on there and I found out that puppies, uh, full uh, breed puppies, were costing about $3,000 up. Oof. And then I got phone calls because I put my name and phone number on you know, the website or whatever it was. And it seemed that these dogs, they weren't here in Central Florida, they were in Texas or they were in Georgia or Iowa or some other state. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they explained that uh, I, I buy the, I'd send them a deposit when the dog was ready. Many had not been born yet. When the dog had been born, uh, they'd send it to me, but it'd be another $700 in air fees to, to send it. So that's $3,700. And I said, no, 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 no. I'll, I'll come pick up the dog. I want to see the dog before right. I buy it, pay money for it. And oh, no, no, you can't see it. And I realized this was a scam. So be aware that just because you think you may have found your beloved online, a dog or a cat, especially a full-bred dog, purebred dog, right. not many of these are scams, and they're just making money off of it, off of people who are very So there's not an actual eating. dog. They're just trying there's to... There's no dog involved. No dog at all. And anyway... All right, so for those that's listeners... Side. Now, let me tell you right. the positive side. The positive side, my daughter lives in Pennsylvania, and her mm-hmm. first golden retriever, who she had for many years, uh, and loved, and everybody loved his her dog, Paddington, after, named after Paddington Bear. And he had... Uh, brain cancer, so she had to have him put down, and that was very painful for her, and eventually she did get another dog, a gold retriever, she named Duncan, and I figured, well, maybe in Pennsylvania they have more dogs or something, I I didn't really think about it too deeply, but I thought maybe she could find one for me, a real one, not a scam, and, but she had gone home to her home in Santa Fe, New Mexico, that's Mm -hmm. next to, uh, you know, near Arizona. California, all that. And she went on the internet when she was out there visiting her family, her mother, and uh, she found a dog for for me to look at here in Orlando, of all places, out of the entire country. She found what I described as I wanted in Orlando, which is 
like 35 minutes away from me. And I went down the next day. I saw this little gray dog. It's just a wonderful dog. And I brought her home with me right away. Her name mm-hmm. is Heidi. And she's been my new best buddy. But I never thought it would happen this way. And it was only because my daughter Mary found her that I was even willing to consider this must be the dog because of the way it came to me, the way she came to me. And one of the things I wanted to mention is sometimes we choose a pet, whether it's a dog or a cat, I personally am a small dog person. Um, And sometimes the pet finds us. And in your case, your daughter was able to locate a dog for you. Yeah, and I should say my daughter is not a big Internet person. Who knows how knows how to do all these different things and find things and what? I suggest must have been guided, I think, to find this particular dog. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if Charlie arranged it. <laughs> possibly, I hadn't thought of that, but uh, whatever it was. And this was um, six months later, September. So uh, wow. that was no, I grieved, and I still miss Charlie. I mean, just having you know a new dog. Is, because if you have multiple children and one of them dies, it doesn't mean that uh, you don't stop missing that child. Right, that doesn't mean the grieving alive. doesn't stop or That's missing. Right. That's right. Matter of fact, I frankly still call Heidi Charlie because I'm so used to it. I had Charlie with me for 12 years. So hmm. uh, that's a, a lot of time together. So and does she have a told. totally different personality than Charlie did? In, in, many, in some ways, yes. In some ways, no, because they're both uh, called schnoodles. That's a miniature um, uh, German schnauzer and a poodle. So it's a schnauzer poodle or schnoodle. And a so schnoodle. They're similar, they're similar in temperament, I'll put it that way. How big do they she's, get? They're small. They're small. She was 17 pounds. Maybe she's 18 now because I fed her pretty well. <laughs> but uh, they're small. Yeah, and she's like Charlie. They're stubborn. They're both stubborn, and they and whatnot. I won't go through all the details, but there, there's all, a lot of similarities. But I suspect there are between most dogs. I don't know for sure. Okay. Obviously, a, a German Shepherd's going to be different than a, a little Pekingese or something. But the right. smaller ones tend to yap, yap a lot more. The bigger ones are quieter. You know, it's we always. We always hear about people talking about loved ones that have passed on or that aren't here physically, but it's rare when people talk about their best friend or a pet that, you know, well, it was the holidays and I was thinking about my dog. Uh, maybe they're embarrassed. Maybe they don't understand that a pet has a soul, and that little soul, a precious soul, is still with us. As uh, 
as the journey of the Rainbow Bridge mentioned. Oh, may I mention something about Rainbow Bridge? If you go on to, say, Amazon, and you look up Rainbow Bridge, you'll find several books with that exact title, but they're not the poem that you read. They are not. They're by other people, they're other stories, but it's not the one that you read aloud. Okay. And that one is out of print. The one by... Um, the one I read, print. that was the original one, correct? Yes, that was the original, but the uh, it's out of print. I tried to, frankly, I tried to buy the rights of the book, not mm. to make money at all, but just to get it back into print. And I spoke right. to the uh, illustrator of the book, and she said it would be very difficult because of the situation to do with a family or with a, I don't remember the details, but don't even, it discouraged me from even trying to pursue it. Uh, and so I didn't. But I also I'm like still to say, trying to wrap my head around the fact that people would put something out on the Internet and try to scam people after they've gone through the loss of a pet or want to get a pet for a child, and then they pay this money and there is no pet. I mean, that's, well, that's just <laughs> so cruel. I mean, after the events of last Wednesday at the Capitol building, I'm afraid right. that we have to be aware of anything everything being possible. But I would like to add that people can see that poem. There's a beautiful website called Pet Loss. So if they go to www.petloss.com, they can read that beautiful poem again as long as many times as they want. And there's other, uh, write, there are other writings there. They can post mm-hmm. the material themselves. I wonder Perhaps if they can print it out them. from there. Excuse me? I wonder if they can print it out from the website. I, I don't actually know. I suspect that some people who are more computer savvy can. Right. Uh, I'm not one of those people, so I don't know about that. But it's there, and there's music with it. That's very nice. And there's other materials. And it's a, it's a big, it's a large website. It's grown a great deal. It's called Pet Loss, P-E-T-L-O-S-S, Pet Loss. Dot com. Very simple. Now, I've never seen that website, but do they talk about how to grieve? Before? I honestly don't know what's on there. I haven't uh, explored it. I just wanted to see that mm-hmm. one poem, that's all. Right. Well, if anybody, has, if anybody out there has seen that website, please let us know and um, let us know if they have anything about grieving I suspect for... they do but I, I uh, because it's very large and comprehensive I just don't want to promise they do and then not have it right I'd rather have them not expect it and then find it but I, even as we're talking perhaps I can bring it up and see what they have mm. uh, here Oh, there's so much. I mean, I I hope I don't don't mean this in a disrespectful way, but for a long time now, I've said the Internet, because it contains so much information, I call them the mind of God. Right. Can you speak up a bit more so I can hear you? 
I don't know. <laughs> oh, there you did it. Okay. Thank you. All right. And uh, because you can find almost anything you want. And I know, oh, yeah. Okay, it says pet loss. Pet loss, the have a chat room, Rainbow Bridge, candles, mm-hmm. uh, healing inspirational poetry, um, pet and grief and pet loss, pet loss oh, counseling. Oh, they do have it. Support groups, online Monday candle. I don't know what that is, but it's a, a big, 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 big thing now. Yes, it's, it's, they have grown. And the, and, you, and when you come down, when you open it, and then you just scroll down a little bit, there it is, the Rainbow Bridge. Mm-hmm. They have Arthur Unknown. I wrote to them once and gave them the name of the Arthur, but they didn't use it. <laughs> oh well, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. And then there are many links to other uh, people, websites, whatever, uh, for uh, healing and support and conversation, you name it. And some other music here. Mm-hmm. And you name it. It's, it's, it's multi-faceted. I wonder, um, I wonder if anybody on their, their chat line or... Uh, support line, if they ever talk about after-death communication or signs from their pets. Uh, It's probably so big that probably somebody does, but I don't know if it's a regularly scheduled part of that. Right. And uh, see, even with with Hello from Heaven, in which we interviewed more than 2,000 people and collected more than 3,000 first-hand accounts of after-death communication, we inadvertently collected several that involved pets, but we weren't looking for them because Mm. we felt that if we had a whole chapter in the book about pets, when we were writing the very first book, this was all new territory, and would they believe that people came back and uh, they could see them and talk with them and blah, 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 all these different categories. But uh, with pets, it would be further out. Then we had another one about children. We We have enough material... We could have had a whole chapter uh, because we did interview children, meaning under 18 years old, who right. would have had an ADC and things like that. And uh, they're very uh, beautiful. They're more detailed than some adult ones, and they learn information that nobody knew, things like that. Like, since we're talking about pets, I'll just say we have a number of those. We didn't try to get uh, enough accounts for a chapter because you need probably uh, 30, 35, 40 to get 15 good ones. That's so you have diversity, and they're well-expressed, and they're evidential, and things of this nature. But I could tell you a fantastic story uh, about this in a moment. But I'll, I will say we did collect several accounts that involved dogs and cats, and mm-hmm. one was with a rabbit, and one was a uh, horse. And the one uh, with a horse is a particularly moving story. I can wow. tell that to you if you want to hear. If you do, you remember it? it. Oh yes, I've told it many times. And because this this, uh, this was a young woman in her thirties, takes a little uh, takes a little while to tell it. Young woman in her thirties who had a nothing job. It was she was one of the people working in an office uh, with an in pile and an out pile of an insurance company. She just mm-hmm. would go. You know, Go from one pile, process them a little bit, and put them in the other pile. So it was not creative or inspirational. She was, she was somewhat overweight. She did not have, 
She did not attract boyfriends, so she didn't have a, much of a social life, just some girlfriends. Um, and her whole life was spent horseback riding. She had, she had her own horse, and she was a dressage rider. That's a special type of horseback riding where you and the horse are both train each other. You become very melded into being one. Right. And you move the horse with your knees. You don't use your hands. You don't use voice commands. So they're very, very uh, tight together in dressage riding. It's done at horse shows and things. And uh, her horse developed a problem with its uh, feet. And mm. at first it wasn't too bad, but it got worse. And uh, she spent a lot of money on vet bills and finally had surgery. And that made it better, but she spent a lot of money doing that. But it didn't stay. It's it's like cancer. You got some of it, but you didn't get all of it. And eventually the horse had to be put down. And when that happened, she was absolutely distraught. Because this was her everything. This was her hobby. This was her love. This was her joy. This was her outlet. This was her exercise. This was her interest. Everything into one. Her social life. You name it. And so she she was devastated. And because she had so much emotional pain, she said she would never buy a horse. She would never ride a horse again. She just couldn't go through this again. She couldn't imagine, even if somebody had magically given her another horse to to, to, to train and, and perform with it, she could ever suffer this much pain again. So she just swore off that. And she was quite a bit in debt as well, deeply in debt as well. She was a young woman, 30 years old, roughly. Wow. And um, then one night she had, a, she said, it was a, in ordinary language, she'd call it a dream, but she knew it wasn't an ordinary dream or anything she was imagining or, or one of those things that had a whole different set of qualities to it. And in that dream, the horse, she saw the horse in perfect health and mm-hmm. everything fully restored and uh, alive and young and happy and everything and, and loved her. The horse loved her as well. But he said to her, how dare you give up horseback riding after everything I taught you? Wow. Wow. I repeat that. How dare you give up horseback riding after everything I taught you? Wow, yes, it was a wow. It's a, it's a wow that message. is a wow. And that snapped her out of her despair, her depression, and gradually she did pay off her debt, really, that, you know, uh, care of the horse and whatnot. And uh, she did go on eventually, when she could afford it, to buy another horse and to ride again and show again. And so her life came back to her. And she was delighted, oh. of course. Now, how long ago was this? A uh, number of years now, mm-hmm. 15, 20 years. Because my daughter told me the story that I spoke to her and we interviewed her. I can imagine. And uh, and she's happy with the new horse. As far as I know, I mean, I haven't kept, I never knew her personally. I just, mm-hmm. she was one of the many people we inter- interviewed. I didn't interview her. I had somebody else do it. But I knew the story. Now, the one thing I truly 
love about your book, Hello from Heaven, because so many people write books about spiritual subjects, but it's usually just the story of their life. But your book takes stories from so many people and and no. then categorizes it. Yeah, well, ours was the first book ever written on this topic, and we named the, the field after death, communication, ADC, experiences. And, and this, I say that, what I'm about to say may sound very egotistical, but I say it with warmth because I'm pleased with what I did, and we, everybody should be pleased with what they do in their lives. Absolutely. To make this a better world. And so I'm, I'm not saying it with big ego. I'm just saying this is, mm-hmm. I didn't even think of it myself, but I've said told this several times. But Raymond Moody, who wrote the first book about near-death experiences, exactly. people who almost die and go through a tunnel right. to the light and all that, was called, that book was called Life After Life. It right. came out in 1975. Right, and I uh, that, that book inspired all these other accounts and organizations and books and movies and everything else. And uh, he has been called the doctor. Excuse me. Um, I'm not. I don't even have the right word, but like the founder of NDE Research, the father, the father of NDE Research. And I've, I've been called the father of ADC Research. So <laughs> I feel. Honored, very honored to be that, I, and I don't think of myself as that. I'm just saying that was. I'm well, but that's a great title to have. Yes, and it was the first book. That today there are a gazillion books, and uh, and there are many books today just about uh, receiving symbols or symbolic experiences or signs. Mm-hmm. And uh, yes, there are ADC ADC signs or pets as well. Uh, I don't know about too many of them, but. Uh, uh, I could say that in uh, the research we did, I remember what struck me that uh, it doesn't apply to human beings, is that many people, not many, but some people, felt that their pet had jumped up on their bed while they were mm-hmm. in bed at night. And they could know where that pet was and feel an indentation in the, the blankets, uh, quilt, whatever they had on the bed. And they knew right. where their pet was exactly with them for a few seconds. And uh, then when the pet left again, so I've had people uh, before this pandemic, uh, when I was seeing people in person at the office, and if they had gone through the loss of a pet, very often I could sense that pet literally either with their paws on my knees and looking right at me, or I could feel them jump on the chair that I was in and sit Mm -hmm. on my lap or put their head on my lap so I could pet their head. Yes. And, um, you know, so it's, you know, and when I would say, oh, your dog is here, they they were surprised. Yes. Because they, a lot of people don't understand that animals have souls, and when they pass, their souls are with us, they watch over us, they may be with other pets that 
from the family that might have passed on before they even came into that family. And um, for many people, it's a comfort. Yeah, oh yeah. It's a a true comfort to know that they're... uh, But as I started to say, I, I I love the fact that your book isn't just about your own experience, but from so many other people's experiences, and you categorize them. Yes. So I don't know if you have any information on the book close close to you now. Oh, um, it's, in, it's in my mind, in my heart. What, okay, I, what so, I'd like to do is I'd yes. like to say, what is the book about in terms of what is an ADC experience? For the I, that's what I was going to ask you. And so this is the, the general definition. Is okay. that an after-death communication or an ADC <clears throat> is a spiritual experience that occurs when a person is contacted directly and spontaneously by a family member or a friend, mm-hmm. I could say here now, or a pet who has died. An ADC I is never a direct use the word died. Well, I never you, use I the word die. I don't use the word died about people, but to say there is no death or nobody dies is misleading. What dies is a physical body. Right. That dies. If you say to a child, uh, it's not dead or it didn't die, and they see an animal, a wild animal or, right. uh, you know, or anything, and it's not the same as a living animal. Right. So I can I yes, I do use the phrase made its transition rather mm-hmm. than the word dying. Yes. But for the sake of a simple book, uh, for the public, you use right. some words like transition, they're not gonna know what they're you're talking about. Right. So we, we I use always the word dying. either say passed on or yeah. passed over. Yeah, okay. Well, these are just different anyway, what I'd like to say an ADC is a direct experience because no third parties such as psychics, mediums, therapists, rituals, or devices are involved. There's no third person. And uh, ADC is a spontaneous event because our deceased loved ones choose when, where, and how they will contact us. So in other words, we want them to happen. We want to hear from them, but they choose when and how to make that contact. And as, you know, we may want it, many people want it a great deal and they don't get it. Other people aren't even aware of it, but they do get it. So uh, that's the way. And we we have, uh, have 12 chapters, or actually 13 chapters, of the 12 different types of ADC experiences, which are most common. And, right. Uh, what, what are those? Some of those, uh, I won't go through all, but sensing a presence. You feel them around you. You feel their right. nearness, their right. personality, and whatnot. Now, when I say these, these uh, different experiences. I'm, I can only speak about them one at a time, but several occur together in the same experience. Uh, mm-hmm. The next one is hearing a voice. So you may feel they're present and then receive a message. And uh, when you receive a message, it's by telepathy. Right. In most cases, some people say they, they hear a voice, but most people say it's thoughts they receive in their mind. And you can right. have a and short mind to mind. Mind That's mind telepathy, contact. but yes, yes. clairvoyantly, they can see it. 
clairvoyance has to do with seeing. Yeah, well, okay, we'll we'll come into that. Then. But then we have feeling a touch. Some mm-hmm. people feel that they've been touched with a, a, ha- a hand on their body or placed around their neck or their shoulders or their back. A, right. pat, a, a caress, a tap, a stroke, or even a hug, which are all forms of affection, nurturing. I love. always say very often when people get the goosebumps, or a chill, it's yes. often uh, a, a signal that their loved one is trying to reach out to them. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Another one is smelling a fragrance, which right. could be anything from perfume, a cologne, an aftershave, lotion, uh, on and on. To, uh, could even be foods. a cigar. I'm sorry, what? It could even be tobacco or a cigar. Oh, yes, tobacco, cigarettes. Uh, when people, when men smoked pipes much more than they do now, pipe right. tobacco had much more discernible fragrances, whereas the, the cigarettes don't, I mean, for the most part, be very hard to differentiate cigarettes. But uh, they smell tobacco smoke. The thing about smelling a fragrance that I find so interesting is that in uh, many cases, other people who are present also can smell the fragrance, and mm. but unless somebody says so, they don't they don't know it. Right. So, and we have one experience in which uh, a little girl, a very young girl, had died, and they had a went to the woman, the mother, and eleven other of her friends went to um, uh, you know the funeral, had the funeral, and went to the cemetery and all that. They came back mm. to her house afterwards but one of the women had not known the little girl she was a friend of the mother but had never met the little girl she's mm-hmm. the only one who didn't smell the scent of roses that all the others smelled and the little girl had loved roses interesting so so you that's and uh, my big one is I, i'd say imagine you're in minnesota in the winter and you're in an office building and there's snow and ice all around. Mm-hmm. And upper Minnesota, whatever state's just filled with snow and ice and whatnot. And somebody in their office smells, uh, I'll say, gardenias or roses or mm-hmm. lilacs or anything else. And they don't say anything. And somebody else walks down the corridor and they say, sniff the air and they can smell it too. And then a third one and a fourth one. Well, right. for the first person, somebody who really loved that flower had died, but uh, the other people didn't know that person necessarily at all, yet they, they smelled the fragrance. So this is the one that has witnesses to it. So and I have, subjective. I've had experiences where I can literally smell certain foods, whether yes. they're mm-hmm. cooked Candy or not. Foods. Pardon? Yeah. Yes, foods, yes. Mm-hmm. Either Lots of different things. Well, yes. that's a fragrance. Yes, exactly. Yes. I'm and uh, sometimes it's from someone connected to me, or it can be someone who I'm doing a session with. And yes. I'll, I'll just blurt out, I can smell, for example, a lasagna or yes. whatever. Mm-hmm. And they'll say, oh, that was my mother's specialty. Yes. Yes. Okay, moving right along, uh, the visual experiences. Sometimes we call, we spoke of it the two categories we had so many. 
partial visual versus full visual. Partial visual, you just see their head or head and shoulders or from the waist up, things like that. And full visuals, where you see them and they're solid and real to us uh, as, they, as another human being would be. Because some are, are you can see through them, they're transparent. Uh, uh, you can't see through them, but they're translucent. You see light through them. And then there's gradual, all different gradations of solidity until they're just as solid as we are to each other. Uh, then we get into other categories, which are minor. I could say you're seeing a vision. It's, it's different than seeing the person. A twilight experience is when you're falling asleep or waking up. Uh, you're in the alpha state. In the alpha state. Uh, and uh, typically people are asleep and they're, they're say, thinking, they're dreaming about somebody who has died. And when, when they wake up and open their eyes, there they are. That person's right there next or nearby their bed mm. or wherever they're sleeping. Of course, sleep let's state take, ABCs. Let's take mm. one minute so I can um, push something, and right. we'll come right back to the different types of okay. ADC. Right. So this is Cindy Gilman. You're listening to discover your potential. If you've missed part of this program or you'd like a friend to hear it when it becomes a podcast, you can go to www.wdypetalkradio.com. DYP stands for Discover Your Potential. Um, If you'd like a private session with me, you can go to Cindy, that's the traditional spelling, at cindygilman.com. And let me mention, if you have a business or a product that you don't feel is getting the proper marketing or advertising, you are welcome to buy some time as a sponsor of this program by either going to the WDYPTalkRadio.com or contacting Cindy at CindyGilman.com. I have to remind you that this program is not just broadcast locally. HD radio is worldwide. So if you have a business or a product that you would like to have better marketing, think about the promotion on this program. And we'll get right back to talking today to Bill Guggenheim, who is the co-author of a book that I have referred to people for years, one of my favorite, favorite books, Hello from Heaven. So let's go back to the different kinds of appearances or glimpses. Okay. 
uh, I was about to speak about so-called dreams. Or, okay. Um, they're called sometimes uh, sleep state ADCs or visitation dreams. Visitations, that's what I use. Right, which are different than an ordinary dream in that they're more vivid, intense, colorful, right. and real than ordinary dreams. And having one-way or two-way communication is typical. And it feels like you're actually having a visit together. And unlike typical dreams, they're not jumbled or filled with symbols or fragmented in any way. And, you, right. and they don't slip away when you wake up. I mean, most dreams, you have to write them down or record them on a tape recorder or something in order to remember them accurately. But these people people remember these 10, 20, 30 years later, that like they just happened. And we think that they occur so frequently while we're asleep because for most Americans, that's the only time we're open and relaxed. We're so busy, busy, busy doing something or even seeing you know, TV or on the Internet, on a computer, blah, 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 blah. You know, all this different stuff where we just don't sit quietly anymore. Uh, so not that many people, I think, would just play read a book for enjoyment, um, uh, uh, that kind of thing. So they come when we're asleep. The ones I like to talk about are uh, out-of-body ADCs. And this is um, the way I say Can you speak up? Yes, I'm trying to. Is that um, each of us, I believe we are a soul or a spirit right here, right now, and we're wearing a physical body, which I call our earth suit. Mm -hmm. So I say the only thing that dies is our earth suit, our physical body, but we don't. We, are, we were, we are, we always will be immortal, eternal, whatever you want to call it. And that some people are able to leave their physical body at will, they can, or they can learn how to do it at special courses and things, deep meditation. Sometimes it happens spontaneously. And all near-death experiences are out-of-body experiences. Right. And, uh, they go wherever they go. Some are nearby, some are at a distance. Anyway, we have a whole chapter of those in Hello from Heaven. Uh, people had an ADC. Some were right in their own home. In some cases it was nearby on Earth. In a few cases, they literally went to the spirit world and saw their deceased loved one there. And one of the big things about an ADC is it's natural for a mother to be concerned if her baby dies. Who, you know, who knew the baby? Who's taking care of my baby? And so she's very worried about that. And we have a beautiful experience where she saw how that baby was taken care of by many loving beings on the other side. Yeah. I call it heaven, nirvana the afterlife, just different names for the same place. So, uh, and that's uh, the other side. It's just filled with love and happiness and peace and joy. It says you'll very, read about it. What I find and, <clears throat> very often, uh, <clears throat> while people are still here on this plane physically, and there is a young soul it could be an old soul coming in and a young body waiting to come in very often when the person, the older person passes, they get to know the soul of that baby that hasn't come into the world yet. Oh, that's new. I'm not familiar with that. I've had that happen uh, okay. with several of my clients over the years. 
they'll say, mm-hmm. oh, but my dad didn't get to see his grandson. Or, oh, my mother didn't get to see her grandchildren. Yes. And um, I'll say, but these babies that haven't come in have already linked, linked up with your soul, and they have met each other. Yes. Yes. So what do you, when when people have what you call an after-death communication or ADC, have people told you what type of messages they get? Oh, yes, yes, yes. The verbal messages. First of all, just seeing somebody restored to health, especially if they were in a fire, an automobile accident, uh, you know, I lost in a you. war. I'm hearing you fine. I can't hear you. I'm sorry. I'm hearing you fine. Okay. Well, somehow you quiet it down. Uh, the phone is right next to my mouth. Mm. The, the messages that we uh, listed here are saying that this artist, Cecil Evans, will say, I'm okay. I'm fine. Everything is okay. I'm happy. Don't worry about me. Don't grieve for me. And what, what it is, is grief is twofold. One is we're concerned about them, the ones who right. Where are they? How are well, they? Things like that. Bill, we've only got just, 30 seconds. This hour has flown. Um, yes, once again. Well, um, once again, it's flown by. We only have 30 we, seconds. We I want to thank you. Thank you for today. Thank you for all your knowledge and all the work that you do to comfort people. And, um, Doug, I want to thank you for a great job. And uh, don't forget, if you've missed part of the program or you want other people to hear it, the podcast website is www.wdyptalkradio.com. Dot com. Give Heidi a big hug for me, okay? She's on. She's on my lap. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Have a great Thank rest you. of the day, and whichever football team you're you're rooting for, I hope they win. Okay. Thank you very much. I would like to be on your show again, Cindy. Thank you. Thank you. Bless all of you. Have a peaceful week. Let's hope it's a peaceful week. Remember, the word for today is hope, and um, we must have hope. Doug, thank you for a great job. Talk to you next time. This is Cindy Gilman. Do something nice for yourself this week, and do something nice for other people. Make a donation to your local food bank. Bless you, all of you. Thanks for listening.